we gotta keep the same energy. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, God bless. This is the Better Than Before podcast. Yeah, that's how we gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? I can love you. I can love you. That's how we gonna do it. I was like, man, we gotta switch it up. That's the vibe right here. Listen, this is the Better Than Before podcast. I forget what episode it is. I think it's 14. Uh, We'll check that later. Um, I want to welcome Miss Paris with no P Hudson (laughs) to the podcast. She's a a black queen. She's a poet. She's an author Mm -hmm. of the book Morning. The only thing missing is you. How you feeling? You know, 2020 has been wild, but I'm here. I'm here. I'm very happy to be here. What uh, what have you learned from 2020? Like, what has 2020 shown you? 2020 has shown me how resilient I am. How resilient black people are, just in general, at large. How we can just bounce back every time something hits us hard. Boom, bounce back. That's black people, black women especially. Yeah, we gonna get into that. <laughs> we gonna get into that. It, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot to talk about. Twenty twenty is definitely the year of the black woman for me. I feel like black women are just dominating in everything right now. And I had a conversation on my last podcast where. Uh, my 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 homie Rail and his wife Nina they were on and I had said something on the podcast that we're in a moment now where it feels like a a female oppressive society mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I said that because it it feels that way and like the music and and kind of like just the energy that you feel in the in the visuals that you see mm-hmm. like just uh from women who are artists right but i say that knowing that women have been oppressed forever yeah you know what i'm saying <laughs> so it's not like i say it feels that way right but that's not me not knowing what women right been so doing. you know it's not a new thing yeah this is just it's right here in your face now and it's women knowing like all right we got power yeah <laughs> we, we we it's an awakening yes it's an awakening for sure. And similar to the book, Morning, The Only Thing Missing Is You. And I was thinking about the title mm-hmm. as I read it. And I was just like, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean to me? Mm-hmm. But I want to ask you first, what, what does that mean to you? So um, the theme of the book is rebirth, 
so it's it's the stages of mourning so that's why the the subheader is the only thing missing is you the letter u because the only thing missing from mourning is the letter u so it goes from this grand rising in the morning to really feeling each step of loss in every way and the transformative kind of event that that can be well similar to 2020 for mm -hmm. me and what i've seen and what i've read through the book is like an awakening of self exactly you know so yeah we was on the same page with that's that it you here already i die yes <laughs> so so what would you say to you know just what was what i was saying about the female oppressive society like you said it's not new this is not something that is like oh man women really are not getting their just due they're not getting the credit they deserve they're not getting the recognition they're not getting the same chances that's not anything new that's been happening since forever forever ago the that's essentially from my studies anyway what the nuclear family is built around like there's a hierarchy and while that is to be respected in some ways it is also to be recognized as being a tool of oppression of, of sorts. Like women are able to do the same things that men are, which some of us are not, but a lot of us are. And we're, we're coming to, to really hone in on the gifts that we do have and the strength that resides in having those gifts. So yeah, we are being oppressed, but that's, that's not for powerful. long. Yeah. <laughs> not for long. That, that's powerful. I feel like y'all taking, y'all taking the power. Y'all, you know, y'all don't, um, y'all haven't been given those opportunities. Mm -hmm. And I feel like now y'all putting it out there and y'all like, listen, it's, it's ours for the taking. Listen, the team been on our back for too long. Like, somebody carry me, please. And, and black women is leading the culture. Yeah. Yes. We, I feel like black women... Because they're the, the backbone of the household. Like, women, um, men are like the stronghold, but women are the backbone. They keep the place in order. So, once we came to that realization, and once we seen that men were getting all of these accolades for being the stronghold, like, okay, hold on. But over here is an equally massive task, if not greater, that we have been doing and succeeding with for years and look at us we mm. out here we taking it we taking it back you you are going to tell me that i'm doing great because sometimes it feels good to hear you ain't telling me enough so now i have to show you i gotta bully you now now is that the case for all black women or do you feel like that's your experience as a black woman now i can only speak for my experience because i am one woman but but also you are connected to other women so exactly. you can speak for so from my personal experience of course but black women at large I really do feel a majority of them are tired of the back burner life. Like I can see it. I can see an awakening in women 40 years my senior. Like they're like, okay, I've been mopping for a long time, a long time. 
I've been taking care of these babies a long time. And, you know, I love to do it. But what about what I want? What about what I want? And I think it's something spiritual about it. That's that, that's that connection that I can speak from. I can speak from the spiritual connection that I have with other black women. And it, it really wells up in your soul. When you feel it, it you're going to express it. So I think I think it is black women across the board, whether it is in ginormous ways or whether it's just small things, whether it's just taking a personal day, whether it's just actually using that that mental health day that you need, whether it is being okay with being like, you know what, I'm not looking at these kids today. I'm going out. Taking back that power that they deserve is something that I feel like is a, a spiritual awakening amongst all black women. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm right there with you. Like I am learning as a obsessed husband <laughs> that I have to be strategic in, in how I go about my service to my family. Mm -hmm. I have to be, I, I have to acknowledge and, and pay attention to the signs that my wife is getting exhausted. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So when I see that, that's when I got to step in and, and give her those days, those breaks that she needs. Right. I need a plate. No, you don't. You don't need me to get you a plate. You a big girl. Only, only the rainbow plates are right. I only see the white ones that you mommy eat. Use your eyes, baby. Okay? Okay. You got it. I used the ladder and I didn't see one. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, this is the luxury. It's exactly like this. <laughs> it's just crazy. God bless. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> and, and she acts like my mom. She acts like she acts like my mom. She she's so demanding, mm -hmm. and she she's a black woman at heart. And as a young daughter, mm -hmm. it's a lot of things that women are born with. Yes. As a man, we gotta learn our powers. We gotta learn how to use our powers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's some stuff is just innate. It's just in you. Yeah, when you're born, you're just born with it. It's like you don't teach ducks how to swim; they just swim. And a lot of things come naturally like that to all humans. Yeah, but um, the things that I'm I'm coming to learn that there are things with women where it's just like I didn't even have to think about that but you have to not only think about it you had to learn it first you didn't even have it you had to learn that it's just or you had it but not to the degree that you needed it i'm learning it's just simple things like some some people lack empathy or understanding uh, understanding is a big one yeah um and and the willingness to to understand viewpoints that are not their own. Okay, so let me tie this back all in together. So, what you said previously, mm -hmm. you know, just about women, you know, taking their place, 
taking care of themselves and, and really, you know, um, setting their goals, setting their mark of what they want. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a self-care day or, or, or whatever. Like I said, me as an obsessed husband, always watching for the signs, mm-hmm. you know, and understanding that sometimes, like, like I always say women are the weather. You know what I'm saying? And y'all strength is feeling. Y'all are deeply rooted and motivated by how you feel. Yes. So if it's sunny for a hundred days in a row mm-hmm. and on that hundred and one day it's pouring down raining, y'all not like, well, it was sunny these past. No, it's raining oh, now. Oh no, and the world <laughs> it's is over. Thunderstorming, actually. <laughs> the, the world is over. So it's like, all right, as a man, we have to learn this. Mm-hmm. And we also have to learn how to feel like a woman. Mm-hmm. Because we were always we were raised to man up. We were raised to, you know, um Which, suppress what does that our even emotion. Mean? It means suppress your emotion. Yeah. <laughs> that's Which what it means. so unhealthy. Yes. Emotion. Yeah. It's supposed to be in motion. That's mm-hmm. why a lot of men have trauma. Yes. That's why a lot of uh, 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 men do certain things in relationships where the woman is like, what the hell is he doing? This dude is nuts. Yes. Y'all men are crazy. For real. But <laughs> me, where I'm at now, mm-hmm. and just being able to feel how I feel express it but also use my ability to think and be observant Mm -hmm. because men we we are very observant we can see things that women ain't paying attention to Mm -hmm. we see when a nigga moving foul we like all right or if somebody's approaching our family from a distance and it's threatening like we sense it and Mm -hmm. we we spot it right on the dime right where a woman might not be panting on mine. She might be focusing on, you know, just taking care of her responsibilities. Right, and those are those innate skills that I'm talking about. Like, I had to learn when I was young because I grew up, I didn't really live in the hood as a child. Now, that changed when I got older. But when it did change, my cousins who have always lived in the hood were like, if you ever walk out the store with money in your hands again, <laughs> I'ma kill you myself. So that was something that I had to learn. Like that wasn't an, a skill that was ingrained in me just because I had seen like even subconsciously. It was just like, I didn't even know that that was a thing. So yes, that's one of those things where it's like, I didn't know this was a thing, but I understand that I have to, that I, that I need to learn it. I think with, men being very observant they're always observant outside the bubble which is where there's a lack in communication like yes you're observant but that's when you worrying about somebody trying to kill me but what about what i'm telling you right here in your face now when i went to therapy <clears throat> the the therapist he made he made it all make sense mm-hmm. for me and a man's greatest gift is his focus, right? That's a bar. But the focus is narrow. Mm-hmm. So your woman, it's her job to help you always see the bigger picture. Right. You know, so... Very task-oriented, men. Y- 
Like, that's why it's when you have a goal in mind, it's very easy to just be laser focused on the goal. But the world is so much bigger than that one goal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and women, you know, y'all are doing so much. You know, especially mothers. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to natural multitaskers. You yeah, you have to you have to pick up one thing, put it down, focus on the next thing immediately, <laughs> yes. and just constantly, you know, moving and dealing. Where, you know, like I said, a man, his job is to be laser focused. So right, and and both things have their benefits. Yeah, and we gotta be able to work together. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times in the the failure of all relationships is that inability to to push and pull right and know when to you know know when to step up and know when to take a step back mm -hmm. and i think um i think i've mastered well i ain't gonna say mastered it but i choose to put 100 percent effort forward to master that mm -hmm. and i think that's why i'm in a good place my family's in a good place right you can feel the energy when you walk in yeah. you know what i'm saying it was copacetic in here the, the, <laughs> the energy don't lie no it's hard it, it's harmonious yeah you walk in and you know you seen the kids come down mm -hmm. and you, they, they felt you know my daughter felt comfortable just coming down interrupting right. the podcast like <laughs> Where's the plates at? Right, because you know you weren't going to spaz. It's a push and pull, with the even with the kids. Yeah. Like, they understand that there's... They'll, they'll push more than pull because they're kids. But they will work with you as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes you got to be the wall and say, all right, this yes, is... Yes, no more pushing today. Yeah. <laughs> but this is, for some reason with my daughter, it's just like... I haven't found that. I mean, when it gets serious, mm -hmm. like she knows, right? Like she knows. All right, this is when I step back. But in certain instances, she knows, like she can push the whole football field. I'm, I'm like, the same way with my dad. <laughs> I'm like, this is nuts. <laughs> my dad be like, "Oh, you're really trying it today." <laughs> yes, yes, I am. But I'm your daughter. And the, and the scary part is now that you're grown, you know that. So yes. it's just like, yes. yeah, I, I'm I'm a little worried about the the future that lies ahead for me. <laughs> Listen, you do what you can. <laughs> but with with the daughter, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, back to what we was talking about, just that feeling, that love, that unconditional love. Mm -hmm. Um. When when we need our daughters as fathers, they're gonna be the first ones to step up because right. of all that love and that all that love and affection we we done poured onto them mm -hmm. and, and that space we done give them. Cause the right. boys, oh man, I tell my I tell my youngest son all the time. I say you do realize you're not Kyrie, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't get the same treatment she get. Not the same. Mm -mm. No, and it and as a mother to a young boy, it's like you have to find the grit. Cause boys are gritty. I was not expecting such a boy's boy when I was pregnant. I was like, oh, I'm gonna have a boy, and he's just he's gonna be fun and rambunctious like little boys are. But he is a boy's boy. He wants to fight. He wants to play in the dirt. He wants to 
play basketball. I'm not coordinated. I can't do this. What are, you, what are, what are we doing? But he pushes me to these places where I'm like, this is a muscle I've never had to work. And now I have to work this, this patience with you. This stand your ground and really be like, no, it's not time. <laughs> there, there's this limit that you never have to reach before you have children. And then they push you there and it's like, I found my wall. So this is my wall. So you better respect it. <laughs> and the boys are definitely going to push you there. How, how old is your son? He is four. Just turned four. Oh, well, okay. Not just. He's four. He turned four in May. Yeah, he, he, he he's still growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you got a, a long way to go. A long way. We are, um, <laughs> we are like, we, we are in between a certain phase. My son, he turns 14 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then my youngest son, he's six. So we got... You know, we got the baby. Right. And then we got the grown man. Right. And it's like, oh, man. Trying to find the balance in it. It's like, oh. Me and my sisters are seven years apart. And um, seven and eight years apart. And I can just see how my mom was like, these are a lot of different struggles. And it's different because, you know, you expect for your oldest child to teach you the lessons that you need to raise the little ones. But everybody is so different. (laughs) They all require different lessons. And, you know, you can get the basics from the older ones, but everybody still has to have, like, this tailor-fit plan because they are individuals to the fullest extent. That's when you really realize, like, your kids are just people. Oh, my God. Like, you're really here just to be a shepherd. To get them to where you want to get them to. That's the bar right there. That's the bar right there. I definitely learned that Mm -hmm. throughout this process because my oldest son, he was just so cool, so laid back. And when I see him, I see see a a version of me, you know, and and, well, I see a piece of me in all my children, but it's all different pieces. Mm -hmm. And... Like, with my oldest son, he's so cool, he's so laid back, but my biggest fear for him is his uh, complacency. Yeah. Which, it it can be cool, too, because sometimes we be, like, sometimes we be overdriven. Yes. And and we want to reach things. That is certainly a thing. Yeah, we want to reach things that are so unattainable, like, like, you know... I can't even describe it at this point right now. Mm-hmm. Just but but you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Just reaching things that are so unattainable. Um with my with my daughter, she is super emotional. She has a big heart and I feel like me and her mom, you know, she gets it from both of us, but she there's a part of her that I see that I'm like, alright. The good part all right, she can keep that. But the bad part is like, uh, she's going to be hurt. <laughs> she's going to get hurt. And, oh, uh, man, that, that that's right. going to be another topic of conversation. Right. Um, but my youngest son, when he was born, he was in, like, what I like to call my transitional phase of my life where... Mm-hmm. That that overdrive, that overkill, like, I was, I was like, all right, 
I was at a bad I was in a bad place in my life, but I was like, you know what? It's not gonna be like this and I had that fire. Right. My son my youngest son, he got that fire. Mm-hmm. You know, and what's scary when, when your your son got that fire and got that attitude is like you be worried that he might not be able to tame it and yeah. control it. Yep. You know, but with the environment that we have and I've seen him in different environments, which you can see the true, right, true person come out. Like exactly, he he's pretty cool too. You know what I'm saying? There so, you go. but it's good. Well rounded, yeah, well rounded individuals. That's what yeah. you try to bring out of your household, and that's what with my with my son, he is so emotional as well, and I think that's the thing that really threw me for a loop because I was like, this boy has a yin yang of his own like he's such a boy's boy and he wants to be rough but he will cry a lot oh <laughs> like, yeah i was not expecting so many tears <laughs> from a little boy i'm like oh this is like but, but that's what i was conditioned to believe yeah so little boys are just rough and tough they fall and they scrape their knee and they get up and put some dirt on it or whatever and they keep going but that is not the case. My son will fall and scrape his knee and be done for the day. He wants a cast at that point. <laughs> and see, with the boys, where the man up comes from is like, they need that extra push. Mm-hmm. You know, their role in society, their their role for their family has to be, they got to go out and get it. They got to be right. willing to put in the work. And mm-hmm. sometimes the work hurts. It does. Sometimes yeah. you don't want to do the work. That's true. You, and, and as a father with my sons, I have to push them. When they fall, it's like, yeah, I might want to baby them. Because mm-hmm. when they fall, it might hurt. It might look bad. You know, when <laughs> you know your buck take a fall, you're like, ooh. I'm like, yo. But, but I got to be the one right. to stand back and say, hey, get up. Let's go. Yeah, and that's why, the, that's why it's good to have a good dynamic with just another partner it takes a village it really does and it's not just a two people dynamic either which is where i think the misconception comes in it's not always a mother father thing it's like mother father you learn something from your aunties yeah you learn something from your uncles like everybody has a valuable lesson to teach to this little being that is just becoming so while I have, just from his younger years, I've learned from myself that I'm like, okay, you got to scrape. I don't know what to tell you. Come on, get up, keep playing, dust it off, move around. Now, his god dad is not going for that at all. He falls and gets to scrape, his god dad be like, oh, that's my boy. I have to go see if he's okay. And I'm like, if you leave that boy alone. (laughs) But it's not... Something that you are ever prepared for. You're never prepared to to look at your child when they're being hurt or when they feel hurt and be like, get over it. But that's a muscle that you have to grow because the world is going to tell you to get over it. And you know what? I, I, never, I never say get over it. I right. never... Like... Especially with my oldest son right now. Mm-hmm. With my oldest son right now, and, and the certain things he's going through with like girls and, you know, 
if his mom gets on him and like because his mom is tough on him Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and sometimes i sit back and i let her get him like go ahead get him because the you ain't gotta say too much to your son to hurt him right like the fact all you can say is son i'm disappointed in you and And that's going right that's going that 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 hurts his soul Mm -hmm. but like sometimes i take a step back let mom get on him Mm -hmm. because i know it hurts and then sometimes it's necessary for me to intervene right she should be getting on him i say hey listen it's he gonna be all right let it just just chill don't don't uh don't kill his spirit but that's what and you coming to defense of his spirit is something he'll never forget that is something he'll always hold true because it's like my 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 dad defended my right to feel something and then we and had he had com- the confidence in me to move past it myself yeah and then we had a conversation i'm like man i was right there where you was mm-hmm. like i i made mistakes i done you know when i was your age i done did what you did i done had bad grades i done did this mm-hmm. but like it's about putting the work in right and we're preparing you for something more in the future you right. know what i'm saying something something greater than what's to be now mm-hmm. and I, I always like i always put myself in his shoes if he makes a mistake i don't be like man you dumbass whatever i right. give him the same grace god's given me and that is the goal yeah <laughs> that is the goal give people the same grace god has given you if that was like the golden rule then i mean which essentially it kind of is the goal rule is treat other people the way you want to be treated that is the way that you would want God to treat you. So that's how you need to treat other people. If the world operated by that standard, it would be so very different. But my favorite analogy for like how the world operates is it's like driving. You know, <laughs> somebody somebody makes a wrong turn or somebody like gets lost and like like comes to a stop in the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. You be like, hey, move the fuck away. <laughs> Oh, dumbass motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, initially, that's... Yes. <laughs> initially, that's what it is. That's what it is. But, like, once you drive off, and, and you... Like, you, I done did it so many times. <laughs> and then I drive off. I'm like, bro, you know better. Like, you've been lost before. Exactly. And, then, and that's always my thing. Like, dad, you have definitely been in that position before. <laughs> you have definitely... I remember one time, my car cut off in the middle of... This is when my car was total. I didn't even know. I was sitting at the light. You need to pause it and progress. Oh, man. Rush hour traffic. The worst place I'm to be. I <laughs> sitting right there. And I'm like, my car sounds awful quiet. That's because it's off, girl. <laughs> it's not coming back on. It wouldn't kick up. I'm like, oh, my God. What am I going to do? People are beeping. They're mad. Nobody gets out to help me. I'm sitting there for like 10 minutes. Like, I don't know. what I, I can't get out. I'm in the middle of traffic. So... But, you know, some kind soul came and helped your girl out. But that really did. God bless him. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And it was actually a woman. She came and she was like, none of these Negroes stopped and helped you with your car. I was like, no. She was like, sis, I got you. Come on. You get in my car. We're going to go over there and get a tow truck. I was like, this is this is my goal as a person oh my god i'm trying to be here for you like that lady was there for me (laughs) because i needed it (laughs) Mm. i needed it and people just need that they just that's what constantly restores faith 
in humanity because it can be cold and ugly sometimes and then there's this one bright soul that comes along and helps you for no reason at all that's big facts mm -hmm. that's big facts and, and when you just said that a world of questions just came to my mind it was just like I should have wrote some of these questions down. <laughs> I should have been more prepared, but I, I didn't know I was going to ask them until you started, until you said what you said. Talk about... Hmm. Matter of fact, I'm going to start off with a story. Okay. So... I like stories. In my journey, I've learned to be very transparent with my wife. So... One day I'm out with the homies. We're at the bar. We're sitting at the bar. We're talking or whatever. And it's a female bartender. She comes up to the bar. And the homies start talking to her. They know her. And they start talking about this girl. And start talking about how trash she is. And the, the bartender, she could go any way she wants to with this. She could be like, yeah, she trash or whatever. The bartender stepped up. She was like, nah, I think she's beautiful. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I thought that was the sexiest and most beautiful thing a black woman could do for another black woman. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Was just stand up for her. Right. So I came home and I talked to my wife about that. And I was just like, man, I think it's, it's so dope when black women specifically... But women in general step up for one another mm -hmm. and similar to the way that, you know, that lady stepped up for you. Right. Talk about that. I feel like it's a lot more of that support going on for, for women these days. And not I'm not talking about just in the circle mm -hmm. that you have. I'm talking about outside the circle. And no, the, the world at large. Um, women have played the back by themselves for a long time and it's not like they haven't had support systems because you know i would be like all of our husbands work over at the coal mine they don't do nothing but mine coal come in the house eat chicken and go to sleep that's it that's all they do they don't look at me they don't touch me they don't talk to the kids they don't go to the store they go mine the coal they come home and go back out and mine the coal again and they would have like these little meetings and that was their their sense of community like you know i need some support some kind of way women have always found a way to do that but i think that especially now when it's just sometimes so blatantly obvious how much people don't care about you and your life that it's like i need to step up and really be what I want someone to be for me and just trust that the universe is going to return that to you and you don't even do it with the expectations to get something back but it just I think it's it feels good to know that you're contributing to your community to know that you're you're stopping a cycle like I have felt in a place where there was nobody there when I needed them and I think black women feel that way a lot when you see how, <clears throat> excuse me, how the media portrays them, how they get treated by their spouses and their boyfriends and how they get treated by their kids and how they get treated by their friends. And it's like, 
that's a cycle to break. When you get sick of it happening to you, you do your part to make sure it doesn't happen to somebody else. I think that's what that is part of that spiritual awakening. That's part of honing in on mothering ourselves because nobody else is going to nurture us like we nurture us because we are the nurturers. We are the queen nurturers. So if you want something done right, you do it yourself and stop expecting everybody else to be the nurturer that you would be because it's not going to happen. So you have to do it for yourself. And while you do it for yourself, you have to do it for another queen. You have to do it for another queen. You have to do it for another queen. Because nobody else is going to do it. They've proven that they're not going to do it. Sick of waiting. Sick of waiting. The most... One of my favorite poems in this book was the one about the black woman. Is it called Have You Ever... Have you ever been to loved? be loved by oh, a black woman? To be loved by a black woman. Mm -hmm. That's that's one of my favorite poems. Mm. That and was one of my favorite ones to write. <laughs> yeah, when I was reading that, I was just like, "Wow!" You know, when you're talking just about the the unity amongst black women, and mm -hmm. you know, just the struggle and how y'all got to be there for one another. Reading that in the book, and I went over it today, the way you just used your words to describe it is exactly how I feel. Mm -hmm. And the first woman I thought about was my grandma, Irma C. Hills, R.I.P. Two Gun. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We used to call her Two Gun because she used to have two guns, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Real OG. Real OG. <laughs> like... Real OG. Crazy. You know what I mean? Cuss you out, make you a meal, mm -hmm. but you know what I mean? She should give you the shirt off her back. But Queen she gonna, nurturer. She going to tell you how it is. Yeah. And let me go to this. <laughs> I had to table the contents. You know, I was trying to get fancy with the book. <laughs> let me, let me, let me open this book real quick because. <sighs> hmm. Do you know what it feels like to be loved by a black woman? The closest one to heaven. The personification of perfection. She is God's manifesto manifested in mirror images of her maker. Marinated in melanin. That that right there, my grandma was a dark-skinned woman. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah. Yeah, sounds like... It's my grandma. Sounds like my grandma. <laughs> yeah. So, you said this is one of your, your favorite poems. Right. That's one of my that was one of my favorites to write. What was like what was you thinking about when you when you was writing that? Well, here's the thing, right? I just came out of a meeting um yesterday with my mentor. And she's pushing me because I'm I'm putting another book out. Shout out Miss Mentor. You know Ms. Mentor Denise Hill CM Spence. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and so she was like do her and uh, my son's goddad, Mark, Mark Henry, great videographer, photographer, DP, he's the guy. So they're sitting in the room, they're looking at me, and I'm like, oh, you know, I just don't know where to go with what I want to do. And they're like, do you know how much money you are making other people by being humble? And I was like, dad, that's a bar. But it's not the first time I've heard that. And so... That piece was where I was getting in my bag. Like, there's no more humble. 
do you know what it is to be loved by a black woman? Like, do, do you realize what kind of a privilege that is? I don't think you do, so I have to put it down in words for you. I have to really expound, because you're not, you're not grasping it. Like, it's, it's just a natural thing. Your mama loves you. Your auntie loved you. Your friends loved you. Your girl loves you. You're used to that love. But, to, but do you understand the depth, the gravity of that kind of love? I definitely didn't realize it um, ever. Mm-hmm. I, you know, for for most of my life, I didn't realize the gravity of that kind of love. Um, and then one day, you know, just going through my transition, you know what I'm saying, going through my journey. Right. I asked myself one day, you know, just what what the energy I was giving out to the world. The decisions I made, you know, where my life was up to a certain point. I asked myself, you know, if if another man was treating your daughter that way, how would you feel? Mm-hmm. You know, and at that moment in time, my daughter, she was a young girl. You know what I mean? She was like, she was under a year. She might have been a little older, you know what I'm saying? But she was, she was real young and, um... I don't know, just something in that moment just kind of like, it kind of lit that fire in me to just treat every woman I encounter better, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And even treat them, treat them better in ways they don't even realize they need to be treated, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, as as a man, as a leader of my family, as a leader of my community, it's gonna be certain things, certain threats that you know, my family might not identify, the community might not identify, but if I see the issue, I need to, I need to handle it. You know what I'm saying? I need to, uh, I need to be the protection for my family and the community. You know what I'm saying? And my daughter was the seed that, that sprouted, you know, where I'm at. Right. The, The seed that made me become more obsessed with my my wife because the way I treat my woman is the way I treat the world you mm-hmm. know what I mean it, it's, it's the same and the quality of life that I was living it reflected that right you know so once I started treating my wife better I started treating all my sisters better I started treating every woman I encounter with the same respect I would want my daughter treated it's like the universe opened up mm-hmm. and it's like it's like I was living the same life and I was always the same person, but it's just different. You know what I'm saying? It's just different now. You know, so it's a lot of men that feel that way, though. It's a lot of men that want to do that, who, who want to treat their women better. Well, do it. That's I, the only but, thing. But but I was, I was leading to how. <clears throat> how do us as men satisfy... The woman of the earth. There is no one particular way. It is an effort that you have to put forth to figure out. Because if you try to do it your way all the time, you'll do more harm than good. Trust women to tell you what they need. That's what it is. Are you sure about that? Not all the time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let me keep it funky. (laughs) 
just the same way that you said that you have to be observant of your wife to know when she's getting tired out. We're not always going to say it. Exactly. Because so I said, be, hey, you good? But, you need a hand? No, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what fine means. Sis. Yeah, that means you need to sit down <laughs> and I need to take over. <laughs> it means it's a state of emergency. But you see. <laughs> That's what it means. I know what fine means. But you took the time to get to know your wife. Now, you can read between the lines when she says that it's fine. There are general things that men can do to help women. But that's just like, to me, it's just like common sense. Be respectful. Don't treat me like I'm a fragile flower because I have the ability to do things. Like, treat me like an equal partner. Treat me how you would treat a man that you respect. Same thing. Mm. Because my guidance and my leadership is just as valuable to you, if not more, than this man you respect. Because I have a different insight. I've seen things you can't see. I've been places you can't. I've done things you can't. So, treat me with that same respect. That's what it is, ultimately. It's a respect level. If I'm coming to you, even if I'm a stranger, same respect you would treat a man you respect with. Yeah, that's a little... I'm trying to process that in my mind right now, just Mm -hmm. as a man. Like, I'm trying to... I get it. I know exactly what you're saying, but I'm trying to process it in my mind because you're not you're not a man I respect. Right. You're a woman and it's natural for me to treat women different than I treat men. And there are of course differences in the way yeah. that you would be treated. But just in it's just a person you respect. Not even necessarily a man. It's just a person you respect. So, don't assume that you know my strengths and weaknesses before I tell you. Take the time to figure that out. And this is in regular encounters with women. The simplest. The simplest things. Take the time to figure out. And it's just, I, be chivalrous, I guess. Chivalry will never be old in my book. You can still open the door, that's nice. <laughs> you can still give me compliments, that's nice. It's just, once you once you learn the things that people value, and it's sort of a generalized thing, you learn the things that people value, and then you do your part to make sure that those needs are fulfilled. Even for strangers. Make somebody feel good. I'm reading... um, I'll get the title in a minute. But one of the laws in the book is something along the lines of every time you encounter someone, bless them. I like that law. Bless them with a prayer. Bless them with a gift. Bless them with a thought. A compliment. Do something to brighten that day. It's paying it forward. Paying it forward. This is basic, basic levels of respect. Basic levels of respect. Even for people you don't know. 
if you see a homeless person on the street, you don't have a dollar to give them, but you can, God bless. That makes a difference. All people want in this world is to be seen and heard and felt. 100% agree with that. Yeah, I went to my therapist once and um, she told me, she gave me this, um, this DVD because I had a friend who was going through some depression and I was like, you know, I just don't know how to be there as a good friend for them. So she gave me this DVD and this DVD was a log of people who attempted to commit suicide and didn't succeed. And every single one of them said, I just want to feel heard. I just want to feel seen. Do what you can to put into the pot of the world. Make people feel heard. Make people feel seen. Regular things. Looking people in the eye when you're talking to them. Saying a small prayer for somebody. Even if they don't hear it, you know that you've done your part. It's the same thing with women. <laughs> it's the same thing. You admire the beauty up close or afar. Doing it in a respectful manner. You remain chivalrous. Don't make them overextend themselves because that's what women do all day, all night. We overextend ourselves. It's one of our traits. We do too much all the time. <laughs> we do too much. Don't make us do too much. Whatever you can do to lighten the load, please do. <laughs> please lighten the load. I, I, I'm not laughing at you, but I'm I'm laughing at what you said. W women definitely do too much. Do too much. And even if I <laughs> and even if I take something off your plate, you're gonna find something else to, to do. do. Because there's always something to do. But that's the thing. Like you think I'm doing too much, and I might be. But just like you said, you take one thing off my plate, I'm gonna pick up three more. Because there's always something to do, and women can recognize that. I can see. 77 problems in this room. I only have two hands. That means I can only work on 10 at a time. <laughs> I got 10 at a time. You take one. Thanks. But there's also... <laughs> I still have a billion other problems to fix. So thank you. I'm appreciative for you. For, for your efforts. For the things that you do on a daily basis. Those regular, regular thank yous. They mean a lot. They go a long way. A long way. And I'm going to tell all your listeners that are men, stop telling women to smile more. Don't do that. Oh, man. Yeah, please do. Please, please uh, stop that. Stop that. <laughs> stop that. What? That is not an accurate reflection of how I feel. Because actually, man, I, was, I, I just told, I, I literally just told this to my wife last night. Now I'm at where I'm at and, and I'm so observant and and I my relationship with with black women now is is so deep that when I was younger it used to be smile like smile it's like now it's like I love the fact that you know it's it's a hardness to their face you know what I mean that that quote unquote resting bitch face yeah. you know what I'm saying it's it's a toughness to it because the world like you said the world can be cruel it sometimes it can be cruel it can be tough and now me where, where I'm at now I'm like listen y'all not tough <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> like, 
sorry. I know you. I know you tough. I know you got a lot on your plate. You taking care of it. You handling your business. But listen, I don't fear you, sis. I love what you do, mm-hmm. I, and I know it's something. I know it's something that you dealing with. And even if you ain't dealing with it, you locked in. You focused mm-hmm. on something. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's what I like. You know, just about women now. It's just like the. The moment to moment, you know what I mean? Because one minute, I think it's like an overall. I'm not pressed to make you feel comfortable anymore. If I'm comfortable and this is my face, then that's the face you're gonna get. Like, I'm not smiling to make you feel more comfortable anymore because I've been doing that for decades. And then I walk down the street with not a smile on my face, and now you say I have an attitude. It's just like you said. Women are like the weather. Men can be like the weather too. I've smiled at you for 362 days. And on the 363rd day, I have not smiled. And now I have an attitude. And I might. But so what? (laughs) But so what? Today is a thunderstorm day. And and women are the weather, but but men are the trees. We got to stay rooted in our purpose. And we can't let, you know our women's emotions dictate how we act and how we respond. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We got to... There's always a balance. We got to listen to our women. We got to... You know, we we got to hear them. We got to feel them. We got to experience them Mm -hmm. to the fullest. But then there's also some things that we know and we see that we got to rely on and we got to stand on. Right. Because they can't see it. They yes. don't know. They they don't know. So like, if if I'm always using my wife, but even my mom, my mom might might call and ask me to do something, and sometimes she's just calling to see if I'm going to do it. It's not of importance. Yes. So I'm not going to drop everything I'm doing just to. You know, just to play your little game. Hey, mom, <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. You know what I'm saying? But when when I see and I can identify when she needs, thank you. I can see and identify when she needs me to 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 step in. It's like, oh, don't worry, mom, I got you. Mm-hmm. That it, that's the game that we play. And some and, and sometimes you're gonna lose. Sometimes you're gonna be like. Nah, I ain't doing that. I gotta stand on my on my you know stand ten toes down. But that's the moment you should have listened to your listen to your queen, listen to the queens, because mm-hmm. they would have helped you see the big picture. But and there's, there's always moments for for both parties to falter. But again, basic level of respect. Mm. I respect your ability to determine whether this is serious or not. I'm telling you, it's serious. But I respect your ability, because I have confidence in you, to determine whether it is serious or not. Now, if you make the wrong decision, that's on you. And, <laughs> and, and I respect <laughs> and, 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 and thankful, <laughs> and, and I give you your space to be wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm glad that you're wrong. I'm thankful that you're wrong. And I just wanted you to know I got this. That's I told a good you one. I got it. You know what I'm saying? That's a good one. That's a good nah, one. Nah, but listen, if you got it, your queen, I'm like, all right, you got it. But if you fumble, 
If you fumble on the one yard line, oh, I'm about, I'm about to tear your ass up. It's a wrap. And that's why <laughs> I say, you know, it doesn't take much for for you to hurt your son. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is say, I'm disappointed because he he fumbled on the one yard line. Right. And, and sometimes I see my son, he might take an L. And, you know, he might, he, he got bad grades or he might have did something that he ain't doing. I'm like, let's go. Let's put the work in. I was right there. But experience this moment, right? Because we gonna we gonna we gonna rectify and we gonna put the work in and we gonna push forward. Yeah, it's a difference between fumbling on the one yard line in the first quarter and fumbling on the one yard line the last play of the game. Like when it counts. When like, it counts. Like when the rim do. <laughs> and, 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 and you know they talking about we evicted. How we evicted? Well, because oh, you ain't paid. Yeah. Because you fumbled. You, on the, you on the told last me play. you had the rent. You told me you had it. And then you didn't say nothing. Yes. Yeah. Now we got to move on. Yeah. <laughs> we still got to pick up and shake and move. Yeah. But it would have been real different if this was the first quarter. We still had time to turn it around. But just know the energy is a little different. It's a little different now. It's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Real rap. Mm-hmm. Where we're at. Hmm. Where are we at right now? Oh yeah, we we almost at an hour. Hmm. I got one. Okay. What emotion do you experience the most? Ooh. Um. That's one of my favorite questions. I keep that question in the tuck. In the tuck. What emotion do I experience the most? Now, I lead my life with gratefulness. The energy is dead, dead. The vibe, the vibe is life, there. I lead my life with gratefulness. I'm, I'm humble. I'm grateful for every opportunity. I'm grateful for the breath that I just took. I'm grateful for opening my eyes this morning. And when you lead with gratefulness, there are so many things that follow. The, the, the clouds just part for you. It's the joy comes naturally after that. Because things could be so bad. Like, things can be so much worse. If this year has proven nothing else, it's that it really could be so much worse. And it's not. It's gratefulness. That's the one I feel the most. I'm right there with you. That mm-hmm. is the emotion I've felt the most for the past, you know, five or six years. Mm-hmm. And... I, I plan on keeping it going for as long as I can keep it going. Um, I think lately, though, I've been I've been sad. I've been secretly sad. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody who deals with me would say, "Oh yeah, I, I agree with that notion." But I think it's like survivor's remorse. Mm, survivor's remorse. You mm-hmm. know, um, I used a lot of the pain. I experienced in my life was like you know how you reflect on a bad experience mm-hmm. and like you try to do everything you could do to change that right no <laughs> what are you doing nope. <laughs> yeah you're gonna you're gonna that that experience is gonna kill you yes 
Because you're trying to change it. You're trying to change, you know, the the, the lesson you got from it. You're mm-hmm. trying to change where, where that, that bad experience brought you to this moment. Right. And I used to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. And I used to just feel this pain in my chest. I'd be walking around and I'm like, oh, my God. One thing about men that you might not know. Enlighten you, me. You, you, might, you <laughs> might know, but you might not. T.D. Jake said, the, the worst couple is a distracted woman and a discouraged man. Because mm. you're not going to know your man's discouraged. No. Your man going to walk around. He going he gonna to have a smile on his face. He going to still be doing things that, that like he normally do it. He going to have sex with you. He going to make you breakfast. But it's going to be something deep down inside mm-hmm. that he's dealing with and he's battling. And as his queen, you cannot be distracted. The same way, the same way you said earlier about how, you know, a man has his moments where he's not paying his woman attention. A woman has moments where she don't pay her nigga no mind. Mm-hmm. She like, nigga, go on. Listen, I deal with you some other time. Like, right. I'm focused on whatever's going on. I'm talking to my girlfriend. I'm watching a TV show. I'm on my phone. Mm-hmm. And, and, and my wife has those moments. But now... I cut through those moments. I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, I need my time. Smack the phone out of yep. hand. I, I make my space. But sometimes I'm like, alright, I'm tripping. I'm, I'm a little bit too emotional. You know what I mean? I mean, but... It just depends on the... It depends on how deep I'm discouraged. Mm-hmm. If I'm like, alright, I'm, I'm in a place where I'm not good. I need to be able to lean on my wife. And and I'm knocking the phone out your hand. I'm doing whatever. I'm about to, we. I'm about to start an argument. Right. I need attention. I need one hundred percent attention. Yeah. And, and sometimes I'm like I'm chilling. I'm all right. I'm I'm gonna deal with it. You know what I'm saying? And we'll talk about it when you got time. Mm-hmm. I remember in one of my partnerships, it was, it was. There was a, a constant conversation to ensure that the environment that we cultivated was one where we trusted each other with the emotions that we felt. I trusted you to be able to come to you to say what I need to say. Mm. And you're not going to blow it out of proportion. You're going to let me say what I need to say. And then you can tell me how you experienced me from there. But, and, and it was like on some whole Ianla shit. I experience you this way. This is the way I receive you. This is how I'm feeling on the inside. And having, knowing that your partner is a safe space is something that people don't really take the time to do. Like you just, you don't take the time to make sure that your partner is, like you feel comfortable when you are discouraged. And I know that's a big thing for men because it's chest out all day. I got the team on my back. I'm holding it down. I'm paying the bills. I'm out. I'm the man. Like, I have to stay strong. Because you're going through your whirlwind of emotions. I have to stay strong. But nobody is strong 100% of the time. And so, if you don't feel comfortable coming to me, if you don't feel comfortable in your masculinity, or you don't feel comfortable in my ability to comfort you, in a way that doesn't demean you or emasculate you, then you won't tell me. And everything comes falling down. 
or if I don't feel comfortable with you understanding the emotion that I feel, even though I feel it on such a deep level. If it's nothing to you, if this is just like a small problem to you, and I feel like it's a small problem every time, and you don't make the the effort to to empathize with the intensity at which I feel this emotion, I'm never gonna tell you. Because I don't ever wanna feel like I'm overreacting all the time. And so many people are in relationships where they're hiding from one another. Oh yes! Like that that, oh, that yes. person that you with, <laughs> they don't know the real you. Mm -hmm. And before me and my wife got married, I asked her, I said, do I know the real you? And she was about to answer. And I was like, no. Like, do I know the real you? Mm -hmm. Like, the real, real you. Right. Like, yeah. The <laughs> stuff that you don't even want to say to yourself. Are you comfortable saying those things to me? Are you comfortable expressing that? Are you comfortable showing that? Are you comfortable being that? Because after a certain amount of time, you're not going to have a choice. Like, it's just going to come out. And if you wait too long, nobody's going to experience that in a way that honors who the other is that honors you and honors your partner i have a perception of you but that perception might not be who you really are right and i've known you for however long i've known you mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and oh yeah yeah like i you know now where me and my wife is i'm, I'm able to tell her anything you mm -hmm. know and that level of trust is there that level of space is there and what took me down that road to asking that question, besides what I was dealing with spiritually, I watched it. I was watching this TV show, and it wasn't a TV show I normally watch. I don't even know what it was called, but there was a moment in the show where the wife was like pissed. You know what I mean? She had a moment. And the husband was like, oh, what's wrong? And she was like, I just want to know why did you cheat on me? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, you really want to know? And she was like, yeah. So they had like a shot behind like the TV. It came up from behind the TV and they mm -hmm. were sitting on the couch like watching the TV or whatever. And the husband was showing her like they was watching a porn and it was like a bondage porn. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's what that's what he desired. Right. You know? And the wife looked and was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> it's crazy. But she slapped him. Mm. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, like, yo, like, that was probably the worst thing you could do to a because man in that moment. I'm vulnerable now. It's a wrap. I've shown you my soft parts and you going to slap me? I get punished for that? I'll never do it again. I'll never do it again. Ever. Ever. Never. Never. And I'm going to cheat again. <laughs> oh, listen. It's on yeah. the way. It's on the way. Like, and he's going to no. be with somebody who accepts me for for that. And they know I'm married. So they're going to be like, hey, man, listen. You got to deal with it. Your wife won't do it. I will. And that's just life. Like, there are people out there who are willing to take because of their open mind and because of their ability to be empathetic, they win. Even if they don't agree, if they can empathize and they can attempt to understand and accept you anyway, they win. 
and they don't lose any part of themselves mm. and they gain you even when the world is like oh she's stupid she's crazy like she she's a nut for dealing with that bull like i just don't get it as long as it doesn't like cross lines of respect if it's like you know i can deal this is different like i can deal with my man, cause you know, he has anger problems, but he just takes them out in a different way, like on me. No, no that's no, di- that's not no. the same. <laughs> that's not the same at all. But to re- to recognize, and, and this is a thing that happens a lot with people from small towns or people who have never left where they grew up. You don't see any other way of life. So you think your way is the only way. Get outside. Oh yeah. Go outside. The 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 preconceived notions that you have about these people that live alternative lifestyles or that practice things that you don't practice or that say things that you think are just wild and crazy. No. No. It's not the world is so much bigger than you. Oh yeah. The world Big is facts. so much bigger than you. So for you to think how pompous like how disrespectful to god is it for you to frown on someone else because of what they do who are you no better than nobody exactly they trying to live their life just like everybody else who are you to not even try to understand how are you supposed to be in a successful partnership? How are you supposed to be in a success in that's partnership across the board in work that is in friendships that's in relationships with a with a with a lover with your children because people have these grand ideas of what their children are going to be and then they don't come out anything like that and now they have to exercise that muscle. This is not what I was expecting. This is not what I'm used to. This is not even what I wanted. But it's here now. And it's it's a general, if you have that general love for humanity, then it doesn't, it's not that hard to be like, you know what? I don't get it. I don't rock with it. But that's you. Yeah, the thing with gratitude is, you know, you your ability to accept what is, mm-hmm. you know. Um, what you said about the kids it's like I don't even look at my like my children as my children like they are like they're my children but like they are them like they are children under my care they came from me they're spirits of their own that that I am just nurturing Mm -hmm. like I, I don't expect them to be anything but who they are and I am encouraging them to be exactly who they who God wants them to be right don't like even if you feel like you disappoint me don't try to make me happy like mm-hmm. what's the saying um the saying um it's best to be it's better to be at war with the world and at peace, peace with, with yourself, yourself. Yes. than to be at war with yourself and at peace with the world. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, don't try to make me happy. Like, you got a vision and you and God got a plan for your life. Mm-hmm. Don't try to be like me. 
Right. Be be better than me. Don't try to do exactly what I did. Like you gonna walk your own footsteps. Mm-hmm. And that that was the mistake I made when I was younger. Like you know what I mean. Reaching a point where I was like, man, I gotta be like my dad. Mm-hmm. But like just that mentality, like, is nuts to right. me now because it's like if I just spent my whole life trying to be my dad, I will fail. Because your would... dad is your dad. <laughs> he is the only man that can be him. Yeah. So everyone else attempting will fail. <laughs> but I got I gotta be me, baby. Ain't nobody can't nobody be me. Mm-mm. No, and that's it. That's the when you find everybody has a point where they get in their... <laughs> and at the top of the year, I went through a breakup, and um, it was like in this absurd way. Through it all, or after it was done, I was like. I'm sick of being humble. Like, I'm sick of sitting here being like, oh, you know what? Oh, what a good man I lost. Like, no. Do you know who you lost? Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? And that is when you when you allow kids to get in their bag like that, when you encourage that sense of confidence in them, nobody can take it away. Because it is genuine. Like, I really do know my worth. And there's nobody else on this planet who is going to give me anything less than this value here. No. Which is, which is priceless. You talking that talk. When, when I have my, my very few moments where I snap out on my kids, mm-hmm. which is very few, and it's really with my oldest son mm-hmm. because, like I said, his his complacency, he be so chill, so cool. So I'll talk to him like I'm talking to another grown adult with mm-hmm. the same respect and everything. But sometimes I got to light a fire up under his ass. But I always double back. And I always affirm him. Like, listen, yeah. I shouldn't have to talk to you like that. But also, you don't deserve that. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't nobody talk to you that way. Shouldn't nobody treat you that way. But this is why I, I did it. And I need you to understand this. Yeah. This is my mission. This is my job to get mm-hmm. you to understand this. You know? Yes. Um, I think that's something that not a lot of people's parents did was like break it down. Yes. Nobody ever explained to me why they were so disgruntled. My parents, my parents didn't break it down to me. Mad. Yo, that, yo, <laughs> my parents, like some days they were going through stuff. I get it. And, 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 and they took it out on me, but they didn't double back and say, yo, my bad, I was going through this or whatever. Right. Like sometimes I had moments. Listen, my, hey, yo, my bad. I just need a moment. Let mm-hmm. me get myself together. Right. Like, you try your best to control it outside, but your people. And, and that's the thing that I've learned also by growing older and becoming a parent myself. It's like, my mom is just a person. My dad oh, is just a person. Come on now. They're just people. They had no idea what they were doing. Just like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And doing that, you, you set the bar for your son and your daughter to be able to make mistakes and then be able to rectify them, be, be able to have the awareness to be like, oh, you know what? my Hey, Dad, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's accountability. It's accountability. And, and to be able to hold yourself accountable mm-hmm. is probably the most important thing you could teach your kids. Because there are so many people who lack that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell it them. It is nobody ah. else's fault. It is you. Everything you is did your that. fault. My parents, they used to always do this shit. And they used to piss me off. I was just thinking about it. 
Something breaking the house. Oh, Quentin broke it. <laughs> Quentin did this. Oh, we did this. Like, and I used to, I used to get pissed about it. Right. I mean, I would get offended. I would get to the point where I just wouldn't touch nothing. I wouldn't bother or disturb nobody. I would mm-hmm. like humble myself. I would just not be seen. You know what I mean? And that was a shame. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. that I had to go through that. Now my parents. I'm so thankful for my parents. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so thankful for the experience I had. But that experience and what what ultimately, what it made me is that when my kids is doing bad in school, oh, AQ is your fault. You doing something wrong that they got bad grades in school. It's something that you're not doing. So I hold myself accountable mm-hmm. before I start rectifying you know the children because you realize you're the root of the tree so or you're the caretaker of the tree you're the caretaker of the plant if the plant is growing and it starts to wilt at the ends it's not the plant's fault what is happening what am i not doing or it might be your fault but how do i help like okay you need a different kind of soil let me do that you need some more water. Let me do that. You need to be put in the light. Let me do that. You take the responsibility on yourself. And that is healthy parenting. It's not a codependency. It is, I am independently responsible for my portion of your growth. And I will rest easy knowing that I have done everything in my power to make sure that you're good. Even if I change the soil and water you and put you in the sun, if you still wilt, I know I've done everything I can. And and to go back to, you know, just my daughter sparking that seed to just treat women better. You know what I mean? When I was younger, it'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, me, me, me and my wife, we was beefing at the time when we was just boyfriend and girlfriend. We was on and off. We had our moments. And then I I would be like, you know, oh, man, I'm just taking care of my kids. I'm just, I, you know, I'm just, I, I just got to take care of my kids. I ain't got to do nothing else. Nigga, a big part of taking care of your kids is taking care of the person who takes care of the kids. If they not right, how are you? Then the kids ain't going to be right. Come on. And then when that, like, when... I, when it really kicked in, it was just like, oh, yeah, I'm like, it's almost because like, children don't raise themselves. They don't raise themselves. It, it is a system. It's a system. It is an operation that goes down. Everybody says break and we all go to our respective places. But if we all in the factory trying to make this thing work and your part breaks and I'm just still worried about trying to do my part only that's not how a team functions it is teamwork to raise children so if you're down bad and i'm up great that doesn't work that's why like people are always so narrow-minded when it comes to and there are specific cases that are anomalies to this but when People ask for child support. They're like, it does not take $10,000 a month to raise a baby. And it doesn't. But if I am the primary caretaker of this child, 
and you go out and make money all day and you bring in $15 million a year, but I don't? No. Yes, it does. It is for equal. It's, it's an equilibrium. You have to balance out the plates. If, because children can't handle such radical changes like that. It is designed so that there is a smooth transition from one place to the other. There shouldn't be a transition at all. But mm -hmm. since there is, we have to compromise. This is what it is going to take to be a smooth transition. To raise a human that is <laughs> like basic in the principles of what it is to be good. <laughs> it's a lot on that one. Mm -hmm. It's a lot on that one. I want to reply to. I hate. I hate when my mind starts going a thousand different directions. And <laughs> I'll get real quiet because, like, you know, uh, somebody just responds to what you say. They respond to right. what you say so quickly. But like, I really be needing to take a moment just to think about like certain things people say mm -hmm. like just what you said but it's like the ten thousand dollar thing i i get it i get it if i'm making millions yeah i got i gotta provide if i'm making if you're making millions and i live in the peas yeah no that's no, like no, wow no, 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 no that's <laughs> not cool but at the same time if i'm dr dre you don't, you don't need ten million dollars a month. I'm sorry, sis. No, that's fair. Yeah, that's not that, there. There are standards of reasonability, like like to to to. And if I'm picking like in, in the the settlement that that Dr. Dre's ex wife had, it mm -hmm. was like she had like something like a hundred and fifty thousand a month for charity. Listen, bitch, you the charity. You asking me for That's money. That's outlandish. Yeah, yeah. If you get a chance, if you, if you get a chance, you got to look at the information and how they like break it down. Oh, you need this much for entertainment. You need this much for this. I get it. Dre got the bag. Y'all broke up. He got to take care of you. I get it. If y'all had kids, yeah, he got to he gotta provide for them kids in a certain manner mm -hmm. that y'all are used to like you know what i'm saying especially when they young like because when they're young it's different now when they older it you know what i mean now you know now we got a little conversation to be had mm -hmm. but when they're if they if they under 15 it, it's just like bro you gotta provide them the maximum care possible it takes so much yes to raise children it takes so much brain power it's emotional power <laughs> it is and a lot of patience a, a lot of women don't respect that a man goes out here and gets to it mm. like i done heard so many cases from women who who have men who provide for the household who handle their business to make sure there's a roof over their head mm -hmm. for for the woman to create a home because i don't think a man can can make a house a home mm -hmm. a man gonna go get the house and he, he gonna give it to his family and a woman gonna make it a home you right. know what i'm saying uh, but it's so many instances where a man 
is, is doing everything he gotta do. He's going above and beyond for his family, and a woman don't respect that. They like, nigga, I don't care that you pay the rent. I don't care you do this because of how they feel. Mm-hmm. But it's like, all right, you feel that way, but then if we break up, then you want to take me for child support and alim- al- alimony. Yeah, I mean, we got to keep right. that same energy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If it wasn't important, then why is it important now? How do you feel about that, though? Um... So, um, my ex, during this whole COVID thing, we're living together, we have a great home, and he, he goes and starts to work for this company that takes his entire day. Takes the whole day. Whole day. Alright, cool. There is a certain level of responsibility that needs to be fulfilled regardless of any of the additional things any of the bells and whistles those responsibilities are not just monetary so it would take your whole day which means that it takes your whole night as well because you have to prepare for the next day yeah for sure so what in the weekends because you're resting up because the job took all of your days and all of your nights for the week. Yeah. But you still have another obligation, and that is your family. Oh, and I'll... they they deserve that. Like my grandfather was a working man. He worked in construction, and he will go to work, come home, smoke a pack of Newports, and go to bed and go and do it again the next day just like i said earlier in the analogy with the coal miners it that's not enough we know that's not the way though like today with with all the information we got Mm -hmm. we know that's not the way but some people don't some people are just like I'm providing. What more could you want? What do you mean, what more could I want? How about some quality time? But also, I think the conversation needs to be had, like, just where he's at mentally Mm -hmm. and spiritually. Yeah. Like, because you're in a place of gratitude Mm -hmm. and thankfulness, so you don't feel a lack thereof. Right. Because when you're in a place of gratitude, there's never a lack thereof. Mm -hmm. And when, when you need, like... There's some things I got to get taken care of that I'm not I'm not worried about because I'm in a place of gratitude. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not like I don't feel like there's a lag there because I know if I don't I don't have it right now, I know it's on the way. Right. But everybody don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. There's so many people who feel like, "Oh, I got to do I got to do whatever I can do to get to this bag." And it's really a conversation that needs to be had with where he's at mentally and that what well that's why we broke up (laughs) yeah because you it's important to find a partner who you feel like you're equally yoked with like even in the times where we feel downtrodden if there is not a moment you can find to feel grateful enough to get the motivation to make time when there is none that's not a partner for me Cause I'm a grind all day and all night. 
I have been that way. My mom was a working woman. My grandma was a working woman. She retired three times. Yeah. Just to go back to work. They are working women. I am the same way. Different field, same way. So, I'm a work regardless. But I also understand the value of making the people around me feel the gratitude that I have for them. And if you can't, if you're not living in a a space of gratitude, you can't even recognize that you have gratitude for the people around you. You can't even recognize that they don't feel that. You can't even recognize that you're not showing that to them or how to do it. So, and and that's a, it can be as simple as a conversation, but it can be as complicated as changing your life. And that is a big step, a big step that people are not willing to take. Like, some people are just like, listen, I'm down bad, and that's what it is. And, like, I'm focused, I'm laser-focused on the grind, and that's it. I don't have time for gratitude. I don't have time to be feeling good about what I have because I'm trying to get more, which I get. But that is, you can be scared and have faith at the same time. It doesn't Mm. work. It's a lot there. It's a lot there to unpack. So, mm. people always feel like they gotta work extra hard because they're not living in their purpose. Mm. That that's that's real. That's real. When you're not living in your purpose, when you're not working in your purpose, everything feels like a task, and that's why you're so tired. And that's why you're so laser focused on doing everything because nothing is feeding your soul. But when you're working in your purpose, when you're living in your purpose, time becomes relative. And the universe feeds you that way. The universe is a restorer of time. So if you are working in your purpose and you are faithful and to for for. The blessings to come in. There's no extra time for ridiculous amounts of stress. There's no time for that. I don't even have space for that in my life. We either get into it in our purpose or we're not. <laughs> you know, we... Uh, like, when you, when you was just talking, it made me think of um, the J. Cole and, and No Name uh beef mm-hmm. and when I listened to both the diss tracks or whatever it was like <laughs> it was like two people who want the same thing but they just speak two different languages Yes. so <laughs> I was like yeah th- th- is this a beef or is this like a, a, a marriage <laughs> right but because that's what it felt like it, like we want the same thing <laughs> to me it felt that way and J. Cole said, he was like, you know, um, you know, to treat people like, like children, you know what I'm saying? Like when, when you, when you become woke and you become, you know, in touch with the universe and a higher power and in touch with your purpose, you want everybody to be in that same place where everybody's not, you know? Mm-hmm. So you almost have to treat them like children. Like, right. almost treat them like, 
you had to treat yourself before you reached that point of enlightenment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times, men, we have to... We have to fuck everything up in order to realize what we had. And it's unfortunate, you know. But there's something that happens once we do that. Sometimes we were able to salvage, you know, what what we fucked up mm-hmm. and, and make it better. Make it better than before. God bless. Yes, yes. <laughs> but sometimes we take that loss and ultimately that loss is what makes us better for the world. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So... But look at the people who suffer at the hands of your lesson. I think like, I think about you, it all the time. You, women are the weather. And they can be that way. But if you are but like you said, men are the trees and it's your job to stay rooted, but if you don't and you uproot because I'm in a tornado and you destroy all these houses around you because you're just a flailing tree. Yeah. Look at the destruction you've caused. And maybe they can remodel and build houses that were better than the houses that they had before. But maybe they cannot. And, and it's irreparable damage. So, you... It's like... I tell There's you why a give though. and take. Yeah, I'll tell you why, though. A, a lot of men become unrooted in their purpose... In the midst of that tornado that you speak of, mm-hmm. because they take it personally, you know what I'm saying, and I think that's why I'm unfazed by you know the 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 uh, serious face of black women now. Mm-hmm. I'm just almost like it's funny because now it's like as a grown man, it's like oh, it's like oh. Oh, you a baby. Like, you know what I'm saying? No disrespect. No disrespect. It's like, oh, you cute. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, like, all right. that That's cute. You know what I'm saying? Like, no disrespect. Don't take it as disrespect. It's just that I'm unfazed by the seriousness in your face. Even if you snap out and cuss me out, it's like, I'm not even taking the, the cuss out personally. I'm like, what the hell is she saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm looking at the root of what is the, 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 the potatoes the yeah. without all the pomp and yeah. circumstance. Yeah, I don't need all the bullshit. And I come from a family where they loud, they 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 boastful. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When they got an issue, they start talking mad loud. They, if they, they had the smallest issue and they, you know what I mean? They start cussing you the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And then if you, if you're not rooted in your purpose, you like, you you'll you'll back away and you like remove that person from your life because you don't know how to take that energy. But now it's like, for me, it's like all right, it's if, algebra. If my wife is tripping and she going in on me, I'm like before I'd be like ah I gotta get away from her. Oh mm-hmm. she tripping, she bugging. Now it's like all right, piece of paper. Let me take notes. All right. I need to allow her to make me better. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not there. Everybody don't understand that. Everybody's not there spiritually. You know, and it takes time. It takes time for that person to get there. And I had to learn because I wanted I wanted people to be there so bad. Right. I wanted people to see it how I see it so bad. 
it looked different for everybody. It does. And and when I look at that's the thing. I swear to God, like when I it's it's no disrespect. Like I said, like my sisters do it. My you know what I'm saying. My, like my you know my mother in law. She does it. My mom. She like I used to like distance myself when my mom would be like that. Now it's like nigga, I don't give a fuck. Like. It ain't got nothing to do with me. And even if it do, it's like, I ain't right. tripping. I'm able to, I can stay in the rain. In algebra, they give you the boxes. Two boxes and a row. And then one box at the end. And it, you have to figure out the rule. So you have to figure out how problem A became the answer. What is the B in the middle? That is what... It is like when you have a higher understanding and when you can remove yourself, when you can remove the the personal from it. It's like, okay, I understand what the problem is, but what you're giving me is the B and you're doing it loud. You're doing long division <laughs> and I just want the number. So I have to do the work to figure out what that, what is that? I'll take the notes that I need to take and I'll figure out so that we can get to the answer. Real rap. And sometimes I got, you know, I, I gotta I gotta soak it all in. I gotta step away. I might have to shed a couple tears because it, you know, it can be painful. Relationships oh, yes. is painful. Oh yes, oh yes. You know, and it, but that's growth. That's that's personal growth takes tears. It, it hurts, <laughs> and growth in relationships takes tears and it hurts. Like if there's anything worth crying for is worth growing for so you're either gonna grow or you're gonna die and if you want it then you'll stay alive for it it's gonna take some tears you're gonna stay alive for it and and you know when you said about the disrespect you was like yeah listen if i can you know if if the man is, is disrespecting disrespecting me then I can't you know what I mean I can't hang hang in there you mm-hmm. know what I mean and I think back to to you know when when me and my wife was younger and you know just everything we've been through and I I was at work last night and I had that thought where I was just like man I'm I'm so thankful that she gave me the space I needed to be as disrespectful as possible and for her to just just hang in there, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because consciously, I, I, I don't even know. I don't. Even, I can't even say that I did it unconsciously, but it was just like ignorance. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. like some some of the things I did when I look back, I'd be like, "Yo, why would you even do that? Like, was you even thinking at all?" No. <laughs> <laughs> No, and, and if you were, it wasn't like serious thought. It was just like you know what. And if some things were a reaction, some things were just like, oh, the tornado made me feel this way, so I'm gonna react this way. It right, you like, can't control what happens, but you can control how you react now, to it. Now it's like rooted, being rooted in your purpose. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like your wife goes off, you get like, oh. You can spaz back out. Oh, you bugging, ma. You know what I'm saying? You tripping. You go you go off, cuss her out, whatever. 
Y'all get the fighting or whatever. Mm-hmm. You, you you leave the house. Now the house is in disarray. Right. Or you could just allow give her her space to go off. And if she's wrong, then then you don't react. You just keep doing what you've been doing. You stay. Women right know when they're wrong. And, 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 and eventually, <laughs> she gonna come back and be like, "Oh fuck, I was tripping. I was tripping. It was me. I was bugging out. I was wrong. Like." Take this L on the chin, per you know, like like a like a woman, because I would want my man to take take his L on the chin, and and I keep it pushing. As a man, you don't never want to be the one to have to take the L because it's it's always like that cut is just it just feels a hundred times deeper. Like yeah, them them cuts from back in the day. Like I just like I I be driving sometimes, right? <laughs> And I listen to a podcast or something, and they they talk about something that, you know, that I've been through, or I'm listening to a song, and I'm like, I see myself in the song, and I'm like, fuck, yeah. God, I'm like, god damn, what was you thinking, yeah. like, you was really going through some shit, because look at you, <laughs> look at all the stupid shit you was doing, <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, and then I, that's when I know. Reel it back in. We need mm-hmm. to be fully present in the now, cause you killing it right now. Yeah, you've been killing it for the past couple but years. But if you but... didn't do that, then you wouldn't know that you were killing it right now. Yeah, it would just be like, oh, this is regular standard of life. But no, like I know where I could be. Yeah, because I've been there and look at where I'm at right now. But, but the, growing the gratitude thing is a conscious thing. Because yes, like, it, it is a choice every day. If I'm not conscious of it, then I'm gonna fall back and try to change the past and alter the path that got me to this point. It's and like, nigga, would you just relax? Name something you think. Listen, I'm thankful for all the, the fucked up shit I did because I'm, I'm man enough to apologize for it now. And, and you know what? It takes a special woman to accept that apology. Yeah. Not, and it really does. I have a question now. Can we take a... I gotta pee. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> fucking cooking. We probably, we probably. All right. Yeah. So, so go ahead. Say what you were saying. <laughs> let me. Let me. Let, yeah. We might as well get that. Yeah. I may tag that on the end. Well, there's there's two things. Um, plug. Shameless plugs. Um, I'm releasing a book before the end of the year. It's out. It's called Black Girls in Blue Light, and um, it's gonna start as a book, but it's gonna be a choreo poem like for color girls so it'll be making its way to the screens and and stages and what's and a choreo poem so a choreo poem is a, a collection of poems that are recited along with dance and music oh okay so it'll essentially be a play that's fire yeah that's fire yeah it'll be a play so i'm looking forward to that very excited to be working on that um and I'll be starting a podcast called Hold Space. And you can follow us on Instagram. It's underscore hold space underscore. Hold Space is for black women by black women. It's a place that we hold in time, in society, for black women to come and be themselves, be free. There is no angry black woman stereotype here. There is no ob- obsessive, compulsive. There is no overreaction. It is just pure, unadulterated 
black women in a free space. You need that space. You For need, sure. You need that space. Uh, a, a woman needs to spaz out sometimes. And, say, and it takes that, like, it's just, and it is a shame that if I go into the house or if I'm at work, I lose a promotion or I get chewed out by my boss, I can't punch a wall like the white boy could and get away with it. Connor can punch the wall and move along. And they'd be like, oh, you know, Connor, you know, he's just upset. He didn't get it. But if I go in there and start punching walls, they calling the cops. I might die. Like there's a whole, there's a whole thing surrounding it. And we deserve for someone to hold space for our problems. Like we hold space for everyone else's. So that's it. It's problem, it's solution based. So <laughs> it's, it's not just, we're coming here to vent our problems. Like it might just be that sometimes, but you know, we like to be solution based. We like to find a healthy way to cope with those problems as well. Breaking, breaking cycles and unlearning the things that are are not helpful are not going to bear good fruit on the on the trees that we work so hard to maintain that's powerful that's powerful one of my most pivotal therapy sessions was one day me and my wife were driving to the therapist and she's cussing me out the whole like she's laying it on thick mm -hmm. and she's like when we get in here i'm gonna let you know about yourself uh -huh. So we go inside. I said about two words the whole the whole thing. You know what I mean? The whole session was about her. It ended up being about her. But right. she was like, nigga, I'm going to let you have it when we get up in this motherfucker. It got to a point the therapist was like, hey, Queen, can you step out for a minute? I want to have a yeah. private moment with her. And then we kind of broke off and did our own therapy mm -hmm. sessions. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a beautiful thing. But, but it's, it's... Women need to have that that therapeutic space because we're so occupied doing other things i have a piece in the new book it's called uh where do black women go to screen or it's called banshee but that's the that's the the opening line and uh the piece goes where do black women go to screen to their children or to their graves mm. and that is that though that sometimes seems like the only option just like you said our parents were having bad days and they took it out on us it's, it just happens like it just happens or we don't say anything at all and we die with our gripes yeah real rap you mm -hmm. oh man it's so many like i said i use the example of my wife talking to my son and me having to step in there right it's like sometimes it'd be like that you know it's it's unwarranted redirected energy but that's because we feel at a deficit because when do we have time to rage where do we have the space to do that we don't it's like everybody else can just go somewhere and get all that energy I'm a big energy person all that energy that's inside out we're only vessels and we can overflow and sometimes that's what happens. We overflow. We redirect energy in the wrong places for the wrong purposes. But that's because we're human. So it's like an outlet. Like, why are you upset today? It doesn't even have to be new news. It doesn't even have to be. It doesn't even have to make sense. I'm just upset because I'm just tired. And sometimes that's it. 
I just want to take a nap and not hear pitter patter all around the house when I'm taking a nap. But I don't have a choice because I'm a freaking mom. <laughs> <laughs> With a four-year-old, you yes. hear a lot of noise. It's a lot. He, he ain't gonna let you slide. Not at Absolutely all. Absolutely not. He's running all around the world, and so it it is my hope that this platform will develop into an actual physical space for there to be some some type of energy cleansing or releasing or support system built for black women by black women that's fire because mm -hmm. i love us for real <laughs> <laughs> how much you love us for real <laughs> listen i i think that's all do, do you got any uh any questions left um do, do you got any questions in mind that 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 we forgot no i don't think there's any that we forgot what are your top three pieces from the book my top three pieces from the book mm -hmm. hmm well the black woman one of course is one mm -hmm. career day mm -hmm. that's the other one hmm pudge pudge yes i wrote that with someone in mind uh -huh. <laughs> every time i perform it I tell the story. There's a. I went to my uh, my barber shop one day, and I was like, "Oh, you know, I'm here to get my hair cut." My son was six months at the time. I walked up to my barber, and he was like, "Oh, you pregnant again?" And I was like, "What?" And he was like, "No, you pregnant again?" And I was like, "No, I have a baby in the car. He's six months." He was like, "Oh, you look six months right now," and I was like, "Oh, why?" Now I have to write about you. Cause you hurt my feelings. And nigga, you disrespectful. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta relax. I would never say that. I was like, yo, what is the issue? And Why the, so much hostility? And listen, I gotta be careful. Like speaking for men mm -hmm. in a certain way. I can only speak for a very select few of men. It's I can't speak for. Portion. I can't speak for all of us because. These niggas be wildin'. Wildin'. I would never think to say that to a woman. Wildin'. Like, what? I, and I was like, there has to be some type of underlying issue. Like, I pay you. I, <laughs> so, no, first so and foremost. it can't be that I owe you money because I don't, like, I don't know. I don't know your spouse. I don't know any of your brothers. Or your, did I disrespect your mom? What happened? My nigga, I pay you. First and foremost, yeah. I pay you. Yeah, let's start there. Like you all know. these black dollars get recycled. Like what could be? What could be? Don't make me take them to the white man because the white man learned how to cut. I turn right around. <laughs> my nigga just had a fade. The I just seen my nigga with a fade today. I was like, God damn, that's a sharp ass fade. He was like, Yeah, this white boy did it. I said, oh, God damn. There you go. Be you better watch out. Creeping in your territory. Uh huh. Mm hmm. No, yeah. A, a customer service exquisite. Exquisite. Yeah. Mwah, chef's kiss. Yeah, you better be safe. Y'all niggas be leaving the barbershop to go talk to a nigga in the car while and you in the middle of my haircut. And my haircut. I'm like, my G, I got a bald head, my nigga. Listen, you do you watch relax. Atlanta? No, I do not. Okay, well, in the second season of Atlanta, there's an episode where Paperboy goes and gets a haircut. It's a whole adventure. Like, it takes the whole day. 
for him to get. They go to a construction site. He goes and cuts somebody else's hair at somebody's house. Oh shit. He he promises him food, but it's like leftovers. They still in lumber and, and at the end of it all, he's like, all right, so I'm ready to do your cut, but you got to wait 20 minutes because I got another cut coming because he had an appointment. And he's like, nigga, I had an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> like, we just spent the whole day doing your fiasco, getting in car accidents and shit. And now you're going to cut my hair. And that's what it feels like sometimes at the barbershop. Like the, the misadventures of having a black barber like what could you possibly be doing all i came here to do was get a high fade that's all i want the the um the only part i seen in atlanta mm -hmm. was when they went to the party and they somehow ended up arguing with everybody outside of the party yeah and the bull came out of nowhere and punched the bull was like nigga run <laughs> I said, yeah, I yes. know, I know a nigga like that. Yeah. <laughs> I know a nigga just like nigga just disappear and then and then come through a soccer motherfucker and like let's go. Yep, it's a wrap now. Yeah, we got a whole ass now. They now the girls done threw our shit all out the crib. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. Now I'm homeless. Girls will fuck your shit up. You gotta. I tell my son all the time. He listen. And that's what I can't speak for. That select group of women. You gotta be disciplined, <laughs> young man. You need to be disciplined. Yes. You need to make. Why? Well, listen. Any woman will fuck your shit up, especially if, well, if, if you it, just if the times get bad enough. If you blatantly disrespectful. If you hurt them. If you hurt them. If you just press that one little crevice of their heart. It'll fucking set your mom house on fire. Listen, I but I'm not that type of uh, breakup girl. Like I do petty stuff. I'm not gonna break your your shit up. Oh, I'm you're taking nigga shoestrings and all shoe the shoes. I'm taking the batteries out the remote. Your light bulb is going every clock. It says a different time. It's a, what do you want me to do? A nigga go nuts. I'll ride past your house with the remote and turn your TV on and off while you watching it. I lose my mind. Motherfucker, <laughs> take all my shoestrings. I go crazy. Ain't I'm no like, shoestrings oh. in here. I'm get your ass back. Away. And I'm gonna wait till a holiday weekend, <laughs> so all the stores are closed. You can't go anywhere because you don't have shoelaces. That's that's terrible. Well, <laughs> yep. Your yeah. earring backs are What gone. about the energy? I'm though? taking the cords for your laptop. Wait, oh, <laughs> oh, wait, wait, just, oh, wait, just one minute here. Yeah, all the strings gone, light bulbs gone. Okay. It's gonna get dark. I, have you done any of this before? Or? I have never. Oh, okay. Nope. So, what's the most pettiest thing you've done in a relationship? Well, po post relationship, in in spite of. Um. <laughs> I think I think I might need to turn this on. <laughs> and this is how the podcast ends. <laughs> Cause I still don't think he knows who did that. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, I guess I guess um, yeah, I guess I guess we'll end. I guess we'll end on on, on this note here. <laughs> I guess we'll end on this note here. God bless. If you made it this far, <laughs> I want to thank y'all for tuning in. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
Miss Paris, no pee. Paris, no pee. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for sitting down and having that conversation with me. And thank you for having me. This is to that nigga who, uh, you drove past his house with the remote. <laughs> While he was playing 2K, you just turned the TV on. I told him my ancestors was watching, so he kind of just thought. Yeah, he ain't know no better. <laughs> but he gonna learn today. I promise you that. He gonna learn today. Nah, no, we gonna learn. Uh, it's all good vibes, though. Listen. Thank y'all for tuning in. God bless. Girl, you got me up. Excited. Yeah, this is the new vibe. You make me want to say I just put the music in there like afterwards. Nah, we, we doing it live. I like it. I like it. This is the song they play on the JP. So that